Greetings, God's beloved. Thanks for tuning in to Messages of Hope, the sermon podcast from Living Hope Lutheran Church in downtown Las Vegas. It's the second Sunday of Easter, and our reading comes from John chapter 20, verses 19 through 31. Thanks for listening. God bless you. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the mark of the nails in his hands and put my finger in the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here. And see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, My Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah the Son of God, and that through believing you may have life in his name. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father in heaven, and our risen Lord, Jesus Christ. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I loved seeing all the uh, Easter Facebook posts when I got home from church last week. Family photos and friends and pastors proclaiming the good news. Oh, there's a good family. There's my family. That's my brother and, and uh, his, his wife. And uh, they had two kids baptized on Easter Sunday at that, their church in Orlando. Yeah, Abraham and Eleanor. Yeah, yeah. And my mom and my grandmother there. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, my sister had the family over for, for Easter breakfast. That's my sister, the red hair there. Yeah. She's, my, she's my little uh, Lily. Can't you tell? Yeah. Can't you tell? Yeah, and pastors and all the meals. Oh, you post the pictures of the meals. I love it. I love seeing that stuff. It's so much better than a lot of the other stuff we see on Facebook, right? Yeah. It's a good thing. So whether you love it or hate it, social media, it's a part of our life now. It's where so many people get their news and connect with one another and Keep up with their favorite musicians and television shows and movies and authors and fandoms, maybe even their churches. We're streaming worship online, and as I said to someone this week, when it works, it's great. It doesn't always work. We're still we're learning as we go. But I love seeing everything that you guys post on Facebook and Instagram. I don't hang out on Twitter too much, kind of a strange space there. But I love the meals and the family gatherings, concerts and events. I love it, but... Sometimes it's a struggle, and I feel like you all are having such, such fun times, and I'm 
I don't get to go to all those things. It's a struggle when we feel like our lives don't measure up or we compare ourselves to others. We feel like we're missing out on things. There's a scientific term for this. Maybe you've heard it. It's called FOMO. (laughs) Fear of missing out. The the Oxford definition of FOMO is anxiety that an exciting or interesting event may currently be happening elsewhere. Often aroused by posts seen on social media. None of us like to miss out on things, events that are fun and exciting. We want to be invited. We want to be included. It's the reason we work so hard to make sure we were able to worship together online and safely in person as coronavirus caused such a disruption in our lives over the last couple of years. It doesn't feel good to know there is a party that we weren't invited to. And most of us get disappointed when we're unable to attend that big game or concert, lecture, or art event. Thomas was suffering from some serious FOMO. Yeah, he heard that Jesus had shown up on the evening of the first day of the week. That same day, Jesus had risen from the dead. The disciples were hiding out behind locked doors. Maybe they were afraid for their lives. They were gathering in private, away from the religious leaders, in case their own lives might be at risk. Maybe they were praying. We can certainly imagine that. Maybe they were making plans for what happens next. When in an instant, Jesus came into the room, even though the doors were locked. And they heard he had been raised, but did they believe it? He proved it was him, showed them the wounds in his hands and in his side so that they could be convinced that they could know that this was really the Lord. But where was Thomas? We can only guess. So let's imagine. What do we know about Thomas? Thomas was pretty brave. He was courageous. He was the one who spoke up after Jesus said they were going to go to Bethany to see his friend Lazarus who had died. And the other disciples knew this was a risky move. The authorities would be looking for them. They didn't know what would happen. But Thomas was unafraid, saying, let us go and die with him. That's chapter 11, verse 16. Maybe he didn't feel like he needed to hide out with Peter and the other disciples and the rest of them. Maybe in his distress, he had to stay busy. I'm like that too. At times when things get tense or difficult, I get to work. I find what needs to be done, washing dishes, cleaning the yard, running errands, focusing on our actions rather than being paralyzed by emotions. That can be helpful at times. What else do we know about Thomas? Thomas was committed to following Jesus. When their teacher told the disciple he was going to prepare a place for them, he was the one who asked, Lord, we do not know where you're going. How can we know the way? That was back in chapter 14, verse 5. He didn't doubt his belovedness or his calling to follow Christ, even to death. He just wanted a little more information. Maybe Thomas was out there continuing this work of Jesus, sharing God's love. Because he trusted in what Jesus taught him and showed him and told him. So maybe this faithful disciple, faithful Thomas, we'll call him, didn't care to wait around in secret and make plans. He knew where he needed to be. He knew the way. We just don't know. But Thomas missed out on this first sighting. But he heard what happened later on. 
when Jesus breathed on the disciples. Not with that breath, that bread and hummus death breath. No, no. This was like the sweet and risen breath of the Holy Spirit. Peace be to you, was his greeting. Pretty normal greeting, but in this case, it was more than just a common hello, how you doing? Hi, it's me. Jesus breathes peace. He brings peace by showing up just at the right time. On the evening of that first day of the week, making that special day holy, making it and marking it as a time for being in the presence of the Lord. Oh, we gather too on this first day of the week, knowing that where two or three are gathered, Jesus is here. Yeah. We don't just gather in churches, but also in hospitals and living rooms and hotels and practice fields. There's no place where the risen Jesus will not go. At just the right time, Jesus shows up and breathes on them and gives power to the disciples. They receive power just as he had promised them. Not power for their own sake, but for a purpose. As they gathered and prayed and made their plans, Jesus shows up and says, I'm right here. I'm right here with you, giving them everything they needed. He blessed them. He commissioned them and sent them. He breathed on them to give them power to forgive sins. Saying, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. Jesus showed up big time. So this year we've adopted show up as our theme here at church. Not just showing up for worship. Yes, we like that. We're gathering, we're praying, we're making plans. We're talking about the ways that we get to show up for one another in our community with hands and feet. And of course, none of this would be possible without Jesus being the one to show up for us. But we're like Thomas too. We don't just want that spiritual experience. We don't just want to know. We want to feel it. We want to touch it. We want the real thing right in front of us. Well, all the other disciples got to see him and touch him. That's all Thomas wants. We shouldn't shame him for that. We want to see him too. We want to touch him. And we want to know that he's right here with us. We can't blame Thomas. We feel the same way. Maybe was, there was a time in your life when you, you felt that spiritual high and you just you, you wanted to feel that all the time and we chase it sometimes. We want to be filled up. We want to stay busy and, and do all the things. So we run down to Mexico and we build houses so we can see Jesus. Or we stay up late translating Greek and Hebrew so we can see how all the translators got it wrong and we can really hear Jesus speaking only to us. Oh, is that just me? Oh, just me. Well, I'll share this story. This is kind of funny. When I started uh, going back to church, um, getting serious about going back to church, taking it seriously, I, I ran out and I bought all these Christian t-shirts. You know, they had crosses and scripture and I looked like I was a backup singer for Chris Tomlin. <laughs> Yeah, it made me feel like I was really in the club, and I wore them. They were cool. They were cool shirts. They, they look cool. Yeah, we're, we're showing up. There we go. That's, that was me. That's me. Yeah. I wanted to look like I was in the band. I think more than that, I wanted people to know that I was a Christian with a capital C. Now I'm a professional Christian. Look at that. Slowly, I learned I didn't need all that. I don't need this or or. or 
Faith Factor t-shirts. I like that. Maybe we'll adopt that theme next year. I didn't need that to know that Jesus was with me. Because I learned that in our daily lives, Jesus shows up. He does it all the time. We might not see him or touch him like those first disciples did. He ascended to heaven. That's what he was supposed to do. He told us he was going to do that. But we do get to know Jesus. We do believe we learn to trust Jesus. Because Jesus shows up all the time when we're afraid and we don't know what to do next. Jesus shows up when we lose someone we love or we lose a relationship or we lose a job or we lose a home. Jesus shows up into our time and space, into our reality to feed us, to heal us, to cast out our demons, to turn over tables and welcome children and enrage powerful rulers and raise the dead even. He even shows up to sit and eat with us. Even when we're doubting or selfish or scared or wounded or worried or weak, nothing, not even locked doors, nothing can prevent Jesus from showing up for us. That Jesus was born and died, and even that couldn't stop him. Because Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. He shows up just at the right time in our lives. Risen to defeat death itself so that we can know we will never be without God's love and grace. And good to his word, Jesus breathes into us, breathes into us that power of the Holy Spirit too, so that we are bound together by this same power that holds together the creator and the savior as one, that sustaining love and power of the Holy Spirit. It ties us to him. It brings us with him when he goes. It brings us together. Julian of Norwich wrote that we are in God and God whom we do not see is in us. Even when we don't see, God is in us. God is with us wherever we go. How do we know? Did you ever forgive someone? Raise your hand. Did you ever feed someone? Who was hungry? That power comes from Jesus. Did you ever forget yourself and reach out to someone in need? That's Jesus working in you. Did you ever get your heart broken or fail at something or disappoint someone and still find healing and persevere? (laughs) She raised her hand too. And persevere through difficulties or get a second chance to make things right? That's Jesus showing up for you. That's Jesus walking with you, breathing peace, bringing peace, and breathing new life into you. No more fear of missing out. No FOMO. This is the real thing. That's Jesus showing up. And we get to be the ones that are blessed because of Thomas, because of the rest of the disciples who didn't stay locked in that room, but went out and shared that face, that faith, Shared their faces too. Just like Jesus commissioned them and sent them, they went out and they spoke that word of peace and they breathed it around on other people. They went and they healed and they fed and they walked with others who needed Jesus to show up for them too. And maybe they don't get to see, but they came to believe and they passed it down and down and down and down and down until it got here. 
to our grandmas and grandpas and parents and family members and teachers and Sunday school classrooms. And that word showed up for us too. That's why we're here, right? So that we could believe and have life in his name. Because Jesus shows up for us. He steps into our locked rooms and locked hearts and teaches us not to be afraid, but to use this power that we've been given. To use the grace and mercy that we've been given. And wake up into a new day to breathe life into others. That's our calling. That's our commission. To go and share the news. The news that has been passed down to us. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Amen.